Good morning. My name is Rob Daniels, and welcome to Visions and Sound. Now, for those that may be joining me for the very first time, Visions and Sound is a movie, TV, and video game soundtrack program that I produce each and every week right here on 98.5 CKWR. Well, here we are, show number 36 of 2023 and show number 1,194, if you're keeping track that way. This week, we continue into September with a double celebration of two Batman animated films, Mask of the Phantasm and Mystery of the Batwoman. First off, though, I would like to welcome my co-host for this week's show, all the way from Ramsgate, England, Jason Drury. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to be here once again. All right. Fantastic. 1992. Do you remember it, Jason? Oh, God. I know. It's too... It's, it's... <laughs> 30, history now. Yeah, 31 years ago was a pivotal year for Batman as the film Batman Returns hits the big screen. And on the smaller screens, Batman the Animated Series premiered in September of that year. Now, while Returns solidified itself as, uh, as Batman's reign on the big screen, the Animated Series also took an equal hold on the small now, while the animated series was meant for younger viewers, it did not talk down to the kids and dealt with some you know, fairly serious topics as well as not pulling punches when it came to violence. For example, guns fired real bullets and people got hurt. The series was more adult-oriented than many previous superhero cartoons, though it was still considered appropriate for younger viewers. Now, again, it depicts outright physical violence against antagonists, including realistic firearms, although only one character, Commissioner Gordon, was ever depicted as being shot in the episode I Am the Night. First, time producers uh, Tim and, or Bruce Tim and Radomowski uh, reportedly encountered resistance from studio executives, but the success of Burton's film allowed the uh, the series to survive long enough to produce a pilot episode on Leather Wings, which, according to Tim, got a lot of people off our backs. Now, during the series production, producer Alan Burnett wrote an episode without dialogue entitled Silent Night to explore more of Batman's sexual life. But this was never produced. Burnett also intended to make an episode featuring a female vampire that would bite Batman and suck his blood, but plans never materialized. Impressed by the success of the first season of Batman the Animated Series on Fox, Warner Brothers assigned Alan Burnett to write a f story for a full-length animated film. The original idea for the film was to have Batman being captured by his enemies at Arkham Asylum and face a kangaroo court in which the villains try him and make for making them what they are. The idea's concept, however, was considered, in quotes, too brainy, as it required Batman to be immobile for a long time. So the idea was later used in the series episode Trial, which was aired after the film's release. Now, although the Joker does play a pivotal role in this film, it was Burnett's intention to tell a story far removed from the television series Regular Rogues Gallery. Burnett also cited that, quote, he wanted to do a love story with Bruce because no one had really done it on the TV show, and I wanted a story that got into his head. Produced between the first and second seasons of the series, the film follows Batman as he reconnects with a former love 
Andrea Beaumont. I'm uh, sorry, Andrea Beaumont. And faces a mysterious vigilante who is murdering Gotham City's crime bosses. Now, originally planned as a direct-to-video release, Warner Brothers gave Mask of the Phantasm a theatrical release, condensing its production into a strenuous eight-month schedule. The film was first released theatrically, um, sorry, the first, first theatrical released film produced by Warner Brothers Animation and was released through the studio's family entertainment division on December 25th, 1993. Two generally positive reviews from the critics who praised the stylized animation, voice performances, story, and music. Now, due to this, the decision to release it in theaters on short notice, Mask of the Phantasm unfortunately failed at the box office after its release on home media. The limited, uh, it became a financial success and has since developed a cult following. Until the limited release of Batman The Killing Joke in 2016, Mask of the Phantasm was the only animated Batman film to be given a theatrical release, as well as the only one to receive the f- a full theatrical release until the Lego Batman movie in 2017. Brought in to score the film was the animated series lead composer Shirley Walker. Now, influenced by the original themes composed by Danny Elfman for Batman in Batman 1989, Walker gave a fantastic operatic feel to the score. In an interview with Cinemusic.com, Walker explained that the Latin lyrics used in the main title were actually the names of the music team read backwards because the music team had to complete the film before the final dubbing uh, dubbing phase being completed. Since the orchestrators were not always given credit, Walker had to fight for the credits to, uh, for the support team. She, char- she charted a number of syllables for each musician's name backwards to give them Latin lyrics and received contributions from key Warner Brothers staff members. She spent more time on writing the lyrics than recording the choral cues by the time they recorded for the choir. Two of the staff members had deciphered the lyrics. She felt that the singers might feel, diffi- might feel difficult to sing the strange words, but had more fun on recording it. During the mixing session, Bobby Fernandez recorded the acapella into a separate data logger for her sample reel. And by recording, by the recording, yeah, and by recording completed, each person had their own tape of singing their names. Interesting to note in this case, Hans Zimmer would also, who would later compose the score for the Dark Knight trilogy, played synthesizer on this score. Also doing the same for the animated series. Now, I had a chance to see this film in the theater. It was one of the rare opportunities that uh, um, I, I, in, in a, um, what was it, the Frederick Theater here in, in Kitchener. Um, Jason, how about you? Where Did you get a chance to see it in the theater? Unfortunately not. I've seen it on the DVD. I got my own cover on DVD. And I had watched it a couple of days ago. And it still stands up. It's still an amazing film. It's... I've always, as you probably know, I'm a big fan of the Batman animated series. Yeah. The animation is superb. The stories are so good. They don't talk down to the kids. It is a bit more adult-orientated than people think. It's, and it is a terrific, it's a great achievement. It's also a nice testimony to the work of 
Shirley Walker as well musically as well. It's one it's one of her greatest scores. In fact, it's one of her favourite scores she did for for Batman all all together. So, yeah. It's it's an amazing achievement. It's a it's a terrific film. It has a Herman S. Hitchcock feel at certain points as yes. well in in its feel, particularly and also it's very Hermanistic cues. It's Shirley Walker wrote for it, particularly for in the important part of the when Batman becomes Batman. Yes, it's it's absolutely the choir is terrific. The orchestrators are amazing. It's a it's a it is a great film and. And it is, and it's again watching, listening, to, watching it, and listening to it. It's just a, you just think how it's just so sad that we haven't got Shirley Walker with us to talk about it. But because she was such an amazing composer, and such a pioneer of women, female women composers. And I'm amazed that some list of women composers seem to miss out Shirley Walker for some reason because she was the most, she's so important for, for film music and and progression of women working in. In the music genre in cinema, because she was a cinema bastion. She was she she broke the wall for the women to work in films and to also do dramatic scores like this. And she is such an important person in the film music community for that. And 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 it's amazing, you know. It's, it's the uh, people like Lolita, Michael, you know, Christopher of Dominic Partners. Every time they do their work, I'm sure Shirley Walker is in there in, in spirit as well. It is a, such an important movie in so many so many ways. It is a cult classic, and I can't believe it's thirty years old. I, wow. I'm feeling I'm feeling very very old. <laughs> no one of one of my regrets of, of of all the people I have interviewed in in during the, the run of this show, I missed out on Shirley, and I yeah. really do wish that I'd had a chance to to interview her. She sounds from what I've what I've heard from Lolita, uh, Michael, and and Chris. They say she was a very vibrant person and, and mm. very, very easygoing and 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 fun to work with. So that yep. that to me is, is 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 a great testament to her, to her it's, legacy. This is why I see so much respect in the industry for her as well. What she what she did with other composers like uh, Hans Zimmer, Bad Fidel. She was very important to them. Yep, yep, very much so. Now uh, we mentioned that the the score did receive critical acclaim. And uh, as mentioned, we it is Walker's favorite score. So now the music here was writ originally released on Reprise Records in '93, but was remastered and expanded by La La Land Records in 2009, which is the version you'll be hearing today. So here is some music from 30 years old, Mask of the Phantasm, here on Visions and Sound. We'll be back in just a little bit.
with a little bit of music from the 1993 film Batman Mask of the Phantasm. We are celebrating the 30th anniversary of said film. And joining me this week on the show is Jason Drury, all the way from Ramsgate, England. Jason, welcome to the show. Excellent. I'm pleased to be here as always. I'm, I'm still around at 5.49 in the morning. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So if We're you're still about, we're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> if you are interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound.gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter at visionsound. You can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca. And you can also try Good Pods, a downloadable app for your phone or other type devices or Apple Music. And you can also find me on many other podcatchers as well. So welcome back to Visions and Sound. As like I said, we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. Now, most of the movie is actually based on the graphic novels Batman Year One and Batman Year Two. The flash to Batman's first night of crime fighting, donning a jacket and ski hat, is parallel to book one of year one. The design and concept of the phantasm is actually derived from a character known as the Reaper and the primary villain for year two. Big Boo Boo by toy developers. They unfortunately gave away a major plot point when releasing the figure of the phantasm. And now while I won't give that away, it was a major misstep by the toy manufacturer. Also, alongside The Lion King and The Nightmare Before Christmas, Mask of the Phantasm was nominated for an Annie Award in the category of Best Animated Feature. Ironically, it lost to The Nightmare Before Christmas, a Danny Elfman-scored film. And actor Robert Pattinson, who portrays Batman in The Batman, has cited Batman Mask of the Phantasm as an example of Batman media that effectively captured the character's psyche in a fashion that he hoped his interpretation would emulate. So we're going to return with two. We're going to return. Try that again. We're going to try. We're going to return to some more. Easy for you to say. Yeah, that is easy for me to say. (laughs) We're going to return to some more music from a Batman, the Mask of the Phantasm with music by the late, great Shirley Walker.
little bit of music from the 1993 film Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. That's music by the late, great Shirley Walker. Like I said, one of the one of my my great regrets in on all of the times that I that of all of the composers that I, I have interviewed over the years, I missed Shirley Walker, yeah. and uh, and and I I miss Shirley Walker because she was a very talented. We were discussing off air, uh, you know, some of the some of the other scores that we would recommend by her, and uh, the the list was was growing as we were talking. So great, the fa- great great orchestral work, a fantastic film score and it's one one of the greatest greatest cartoon film scores ever composed. I would I would agree on that and it, it's it often goes under people's radar when it comes to uh, the the Batman the Batman films and Batman scores and that's yeah. a shame because it shouldn't. Mm. Okay. So the the Phantasm would not just be a one-off character uh, and would appear in other media. The Phantasm makes a cameo appearance as an assassin in season 2 finale episode of the television series Justice League Unlimited in epilogue in 2005 years after Bruce retired from crime fighting at the beginning of the Batman Beyond um, Andrea now an elderly woman but still active as a mercenary is hired by Amanda Waller who is concerned about Batman's eventual death or retirement in this case to murder Terry McGinnis's parents whose son is secretly also Batman's under genetic or, or it's also Who's, who is now the son of Bat of Bruce's of uh, Bruce's under this, genetic tampering? This can be difficult to explain. Yeah, it's kind of a bit too. Yeah, the psychological trauma, Waller reasons, may steer Terry to, toward becoming Wayne's successor as Batman. However, the Phantasm abandons the hit moments before she would have slain the young couple. Andrea argues that the murder would defile Batman's legacy by breaking Bruce's paramount rule never to take a life. Andrea's change of heart marks the end of, of Waller's project Batman beyond though chance would compel Terry to eventually become Bruce's successor. Anyway, after his father is murdered in the episode, Andrea has no lines or uh, uh, has no lines or voice actor. Her sentiments are conveyed through Waller's monologue recounting the event. The phantasm would also appear as an ongoing character in DC comics Andrea Beaumont is mentioned as an Easter egg in Batman Arkham Origins, where post where postcard from Rome and Paris addressed to Bruce Wayne bear her signature. In those postcards, she is confirmed to be looking for her father and telling Bruce he knows how to meet her. The Phantasm also appears as a playable character in the Lego DC Supervillains video game as a down as downloadable content. She was one of the playable characters for Batman, the animated series story level and would become a permanent playable character upon completion in Batman little Gotham. The masks, the phantasm's mask is placed on display in the Batcave. Her mask is mentioned in Batwoman episode, meet your maker and my favorite of the Easter eggs, an Easter egg in the Lego Batman movie is an advertisement for a fragrance called musk of the phantasm. So welcome back to Visions and Sound as this week we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of Mask of the Phantasm and as a bonus celebration with the 20th anniversary of another animated feature Batman Mystery of the Batwoman. Now Batman Mystery of the Batwoman is a 2003 direct-to-video animated film based on the animated series The New Batman Adventures released in to in October of 2003. 
The film was produced by Warner Brothers Animation, oddly enough, and is the fourth film in the DC animated universe taking place between the end of New Batman Adventures and the flashback sequence in Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. A ruthless, destructive vigilante posing as Batwoman is wreaking havoc in Gotham City. While she sets her sights on thwarting Penguin's evil plans, Batman concentrates on discovering this mysterious impostor's true identity. But when she is captured by the vicious Bane, it falls upon the Cape Crusader to rescue her, defeat Bane, and foil the Penguin's devious plot himself. The animated film deviates from what would actually be the actual origin of the Batwoman Kathy Kane. The Kane Batwoman would appear in DC Comics for many years and would get a live-action series in 2019, play portrayed in, the, in this case by Ruby Rose in the first season and Wallace Day in the second. The music here was written by uh, animated series composer Lolita Ritmanis and was released on the La La Land Records label. So here's music from Batman, Mystery of the Batwoman.
that's all for us this week. Uh, thanks for hanging in, those that did. So as we continue into 2023, I hope as you're getting on with your day that you realize just how awesome you are. Never let anybody tell you any different. If you're never not feeling right, there are people out there that care about you and are willing to chat. If not family, then some professional who can help. As Rocky said, nobody hits harder than life. I know from personal experience how hard it is for me to sit behind this mic week after week when I feel like no one's listening. I would never have made it this far without the huge support of a team of people behind me. If you or someone you know is in crisis and needs help, resources are available. In case of an emergency, please call 911 for immediate help. The Canadian Association for Suicide Prevention, Depression Hurts, Kids Help Phone at 1-800-668-6868 and 1-844-HERE247 and here247.ca. They all offer ways of getting help if you or someone you know may be suffering from mental health issues. Well, Jason, in the few seconds that we've got left, uh, what can you tell me about what's coming up for you? Well, I'm working some archive shows at the moment, but next week I'm doing something very special. I oh, and what would that over, be? I'm, I'm taking over your show. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's right. So join us next week as we continue into September with a look at the music of John Barry, hosted yeah. by... by your, yours truly, me. All right. So, yes. So... How is that going to happen if you're not? Wait a second. Are you coming here? Yep, I am. I'm. I'm, I'm going to find a plane <laughs> and hijack it and come over here for to do your show. It's, it's all. It's all been planned. Everything. My my escape route has been set up. I'm turn, turn out of his studio and come and see you. All I'll right. Be, so I will be. I'll be there. I'll be there. Twelve o'clock on that next week to do your show, and I'm looking forward to it. And. Uh, it's a very interesting piece of the music by John Barry, one of my favourite composers. Is it popular as it's a British composer? As I'm British, it'd be nice to, to, to focus on one of the greatest British composers ever of, of, of the history of film music, John Barry. So, oh, right. so I'm looking forward to doing the show, and it's going to be a good one. I hope. I think it's going to be. <laughs> I think it's going to be a great show. So uh, tune in for that next week. Thank you, Jason, for being on the show this week. And, uh, and yeah, um, yeah. I'll end off this week's show with some more music from Mystery of the Batwoman. And uh, we'll Jason, we'll Jason, we'll, we'll be back next week with tune more. Tune in next week for some more visions in sound.